are live from Melbourne, Australia. From Melbourne, Australia. Bringing you the Performance Hub podcast. Strap yourself in as we explore the world of human performance. No BS. No hidden agenda, just real-world applicable information to help you optimize your human performance. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Coach Max and Carl. I still love that intro. Uh, I'm enjoying it every time. It's going to get better and better. It is. It's really going to grow on us. Um, So welcome back, everybody, to episode number two. So I had some really good feedback from episode one. Uh, but one of the themes was people were expecting us to cover more of the stories of us opening up the facility because obviously we've, we've told some people and they wanted to hear it in more detail. Uh, so in this episode, we're going to give the people what they want. Correct. We'll give them a little bit more of a breakdown of the, we'll say the construction process. Yeah. <laughs> and, exactly. the bu- and the building of the gym and I guess the, um, some of the highlights and some of the, the all-time stories that on reflection are <laughs> hilarious that it actually even happened uh, within the time frame that we sort of gave ourselves yeah true true um so i guess maybe if we start we could talk about what we thought was going to happen yeah and then we'll talk about what actually happened yeah i guess in our head we thought it was going to be like pretty sim- similar to like the block yeah we'd go in there we've got six weeks um you know what could really go wrong uh, once we've got everything in line, it should just uh, snowball effect and yeah. happy days were opened and uh, here we are. I think um, what this highlighted for us, which we already knew about ourselves, is we've got a lot of ideas. <laughs> um, and sometimes, you know, you get excited with the ideas and reality catches up to you a mm. little bit. So even before we started with the actual construction, like when we decided, hey, we're going to open the gym. Yeah, let's pull the trigger on it. Let's pull the trigger and then, you know, we're looking at real estate and stuff. And remember when we went and saw that place and we were like, it's going to be amazing. Wow. Oh, yeah. It was elite looking. <laughs> um, and I can't even remember what the um, the rent was going to be on it. And we spoke to somebody who we knew uh, who worked in commercial real estate. And he literally just gave me this talking to. He was like, you are absolutely kidding yourself. Yeah. What are you doing? Uh, <laughs> you're going to need $100,000 down payment before they even consider you for this property. And then I was like, oh, that's that's not good. Yeah. We don't want to spend a hundred grand in a rent deposit. And then we're like in the shit already. But I mean, <laughs> we had along the, along the journey in the process of the, um, I guess, building of the hub. We actually had a few people who were like, you know, the dad figures in our yeah. life, which was great because we're like, okay, this is the chat we needed to. Thanks, dad. And then <laughs> yeah. we'll just reevaluate what we're doing. <laughs> which that was, was one. was always good. Yeah. We had quite a few of those. But I think um, yeah, we, we start like from the, from the top um, when we were looking at um, various properties. Um, we learned a couple of the lessons straight away. Yep. And the first lesson is real estate agents are not to be trusted. They're absolutely not, especially commercial real estate agents. Yeah, like we don't want to diss the uh, I do. Profession. <laughs> <laughs> the profession, you know, obviously deep down they're probably nice people, let's be honest. But um, there's something about a commercial real estate agent um, that, yeah, didn't really go well with us in no. early days, especially. No, it's the thing, like it's, they don't let the truth get in the way of trying to <laughs> and no. get a deal sorted. Um, so it took us months 
after we even found our current location yep. to negotiate. And it was essentially, we came back to what we originally offered, but it took months and months to, of just to get to that place back and forth. It was awful. And it was just like not even constructive negotiation. No, it was terrible. So, um, um, and that was one less, like as we're actually, you know, cause at the time we're like, well, we're not going to wait until we get this sorted before we're actually starting to demo and actually build what we need to do because then there's months and months of wasted opportunity and time uh, and our resources. So it was like, well, yeah, that was a stress that we're dealing with on the side while trying to also build the, the dream yeah. facility. While trying to, you know, get quotes organized, we thought we were builders. Um, yeah, correct. Decide what we actually wanted, trying to get the equipment sorted, another nightmare. Yeah. Look, I'm getting stressed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was funny. We... We um there was one day where we came in Iraq and we just looked at each other and you're like have you have you got this like pain in your chest are you getting this sort of and I'm like yeah yeah it's this 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 pulling discomfort in the chest and, and Max alluded to the fact that I think that's anxiety <laughs> that that discomfort in the chest I was like oh, okay cool we're on the same page <laughs> so I shouldn't be alarmed no it was good and then like I think we finally got things sorted in terms of you know it's like. We had to get the location yep. negotiated with the lease, kept getting pushed back, finally put pen to paper on that. Yep. Then it was permits with the council. Yeah. Again, we don't want to talk too much smack about council workers, what? but I'm not sure what they do all day. Um, what a process. We had a town planner doing that for us, thank God. Um, and then it was, yeah, trying to coordinate, getting all the gym equipment done. Yep. And again, it was just like, oh. A nightmare. Finally get all that sorted. Yep. And then we got the keys. Yeah. And then from the point that we got the keys, we were like, okay, it's go time. We are opening in six weeks. Let's make this happen. And every trade that we... We're very fortunate because we see had a lot of people we knew who, um, you know, were trades in terms of electricians, plumbers, uh, obviously the builder and all that sort of stuff. So we're very fortunate and, and grateful to have such an awesome team around us. But even they thought we were absolutely kidding ourselves to be like, we're getting this done in six weeks. Yeah, I remember like we, to paint the picture, it's like an empty kind of warehouse hadn't been touched in like no. 30 years. Um, so everything needed to be pretty much demolished. We had, <laughs> where we're currently sitting now is in our second floor office. Yep. So the second floor was here, but there was no stairs. So you actually couldn't get up here. No, so we had no idea what was actually in the office. Um, Turns out there was like some Playboy magazines from like 1995 <laughs> yeah. up here. And the best because obviously previously it was a um, like a mechanic yeah. uh, repair shop. So the old dirty mechanics and the, <laughs> the Playboy magazines, which was fantastic the day we found that. Um, but yeah, so we had that. I remember um, we got a few people to come and look and they were like, yep. oh yeah, yeah, you can do it. And then a good friend of mine, uh, Rupert, who we will tell a few stories about uh, through the length of this uh, podcast, he came to have a look and then, you know, it was I told him everything and he was I could see that he was concerned. Yeah. And then later that day or that night, he sent me a text message basically saying like, I'm not saying it's impossible to get this done in six weeks, but I'm saying that you need to start right away and you need to have everything go completely perfectly from this point in time to get it done. And I was like, oh, mm. okay, so we should get a, a wiggle on. And we went to demolish everything. Um, and, you know, we were like, oh, you know, how hard can this be? Yeah. Turns out it's actually really hard. 
And um, like, yeah, and for males, I mean, the whole idea of demolishing things is great. Like, I mean, breaking stuff, well, like, like, comes natural to hours, I reckon. Yeah, and then, like, there's a lot of stuff here. Yeah, and it was, like, you know, not just, like, hitting things with hammers. It was, like, everything's bolted into cement walls and yeah, yeah. things like that. So, I guess this brings us to our first... One of the all-time well, stories. One of the all-time stories. Do you, uh, do you want to take it? Take no, it I'll take... Well, we had... We had a... What would we call it? There was an older, um, I guess, toilet unit that was sort of there, and it it had a stairwell, which definitely wouldn't have passed code no. to actually get on top of it. Um, and we had the idea of, you know, we'll, we'll knock it down piece by piece. Yeah. Um, and Rupert the Great Man, he is, uh, some would call him God, <laughs> he, he came up with the idea that he has a perfectly good uh, Land Cruiser, um, and that we should just pull it down. Yeah, and uh, I thought he was crazy at first. Yeah. He's like, I was like, what are you talking about? We can't... And he loves his Land Cruiser. Um, I was like, we can't just be pulling everything down. And then he made the point that in his view, it was far safer to pull it down with a four-wheel drive and like a winch cable than it would be for us to be spending days using power tools climbing on top yeah. of this structure. And I thought, he's not wrong. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, and we'll, uh, we'll post it on our socials once we release this, this episode of the podcast on that exact moment when we're just like kids. Yeah. Like, this is going to be great. It was like, yeah, like we're going to get a big V8 Land Cruiser (laughs) and we're going to tie a bunch of chains around every supporting post and then Rupert's just going to floor it (laughs) and we're going to see what happens. We're just going to run, get out of the way. Uh, of course, I was the guinea pig too, could, who tied it. Um, <laughs> so my life was at the greatest risk on that day. On that day. But we, we made it through. Uh, and it did. It saved us a huge amount of time because then we just cut it up into pieces and then it was easier to uh, actually get rid of it all yeah. stuff. So that was probably one of the, the highlights early days. Yeah, that was like a lesson for life. Yeah. You can the, go brick by brick or you yeah. can just knock it all down. With a Land Cruiser. <laughs> Never underestimate a Land Cruiser. Um, so I think that was, like I said, that was definitely a highlight. Another highlight of mine, um, which we're going off the cuff, we haven't, I suppose, was the day that, which wasn't a good day for you. I don't mind IKEA breakdown. <laughs> oh yeah, IKEA breakdown. No, that was a great one. Um, Max and I have a thing that whenever we're, um, angry or there's, everything's just building up, we just internalize and we just go quiet. So you know when one of us is, is having a bad day and something's happened and it was funny because we just sort of. One day, Max will have like a close to mental breakdown and then I would have one. But we never had one on the same day, which was good because if we did, <laughs> it would have just been, you know, pandemonium. So, um, no, mine was when the massive, um, what do you call it? The uh, the, weight, oh. the weight bearing <laughs> fell on your top. On, your on, on my birthday. <laughs> on your birthday, that's right, yeah. I just hear this, just to paint a bit of a, I guess, a visual and, and this is what I heard. I was working away and I just hear this massive bang and I'm like, well, that didn't sound good. Uh, and I just, just to make sure he's okay, I just sort of said, Max, are you, you okay, mate? And I just get this, yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, all right. And I'm like, you sure? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then within like probably a minute later, I just, Carl. I was like, yeah, mate. He's like, it's not good. <laughs> It wasn't good. What have you done? I come over, he's sitting on this old plyo box that we had. His shoe half off, but there's just blood dripping out of his (laughs) shoe. I was like, mate, what have we done? And the best part of it, we're like, we're going to go to uh, to Max's mum's house who's around the corner because mum knows how to fix these sort of things. 
and she it was just like, what have you done? So to, yeah, to, to clarify, I dropped a flooring joist um, on my The big weight bearing ones. Yeah, right on the big toe and it just smashed the toe completely. And so yeah, when I went to see mum, you know, she was a little bit, oh, that's no good. But then it turned straight away into, why are you not wearing steel cap boots? Why yeah. are you doing dangerous activities? You're not qualified to do this. It's like, thanks mum. And then went to the doctor who then promptly sent me to the hospital yeah. <laughs> to get uh, all these x-rays. Turns out it was stuffed is the clinical term yes. with a few fractures and stuff. Broken. But then they numbed it and then had like one nurse like squirting saline on it while this doctor like, because it had smashed the bits of toenail into the toe. So they all like manually pulled it out. So that was how I spent my birthday. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Oh, that's so good. It was, yeah, that was an all-time probably highlight of the process. Yeah. Um, i trying to think what else was a... Uh, what else was a clear was, highlight? Was noteworthy well, on that. on that same note, you smashed yourself in the thumb with a sledgehammer. The yeah. Day, the, the day before we opened. <laughs> and I, like, that looked so bad. Oh, I like to think I've got a pretty good pain threshold, but this was like, no. And like, when you're surrounded by tradies, um, you, you don't want to cry. Your thumb them. was like the size of your wrist. <laughs> Like my heart was just pulsing in my thumb. Um, yeah, well, just to to explain on exactly what I was doing, why I actually had a sledgehammer. We we were putting um, our squat racks, which we were fixing into the ground, and one of them was like the smallest amount out, but it yeah. was a pain. And the only way we could actually get it into where we needed to to bolt it into the ground just give it a whack. was to give it a whack. Um, and obviously, as I've gone to whack it. You need to get a bit of momentum with these sledgehammers. <laughs> so the first one, I've knocked it and it's gone straight into place. But as then I pull back, I've obviously realised that the squat rack has actually moved. So therefore, my thumb has moved. My thumb had moved in front of where <laughs> I was knocking it, and it was I had too much momentum that I was slowly slowing it down. But by that time, it was too long gone, and I hit my thumb. Um, and it was yeah, it was really painful. Yeah, it really goes to show we just don't belong on the tools. No, like we are tools, but we shouldn't use tools. No, we had all the what was the all the uh, all the gear, no idea. No, um, and uh, we were we were pretty happy to get off the tools and, yeah. and get back into some coaching. I mean, it just really ex- showed us that we had no idea. Like even when we first went to demolish, yeah, and you know we we're like, great, we'll just knock all this down. And it wasn't until like I had to think about it and I thought, there's water here, like there's all these pipes <laughs> and. Probably gas. And obviously, we don't know anything about that. So mm. maybe before we knock the walls down, we need to get plumbers. And like we hadn't even thought about this as a possibility. No. And again, luckily, we know so many people who were so... Legends. Uh, yeah, just, just legends in yep. terms of helping us out. So they sent people the very next day. Or oh, that day. That, that day. same day. We Within had like hour. three plumbers and they were like, what are you idiots doing? Because <laughs> yeah. we, we knew that, okay, we have to turn... Or switch any electrical stuff off. Yeah. So kill that. But yeah, well, that was one thing we, we didn't. Tell. There's no switch that's like, oh yeah, great. Yeah, turn the water off. Turn the water off. <laughs> yeah. We don't have it. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Correct. Um, so no, we're very, again, very fortunate to, uh, to have such a great team. So we're going to be internally grateful to them. Yeah. I mean, and time. it's kind of bore out. We can say what our motto was. Our motto for life. And what if, well, yeah, well, I thought we had a, we had a few. Yeah, we're saying. Well, what are you, what's, what well, we can swear on our own podcast. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. one of the, the yeah. things we've, um, it's a, it's a play on somebody else's motto. Yes. So who, who said it at that conference we went to? It was Durham. Yes. Durham. Yep. From Core Advantage. From Core Advantage. Yes. 
legendary kind of guy. Yes. Uh, he said, you don't know... Who you don't know. You don't know who you don't know. So basically, always treat everybody well um, because you don't know when you're going to have to interact with people and you don't know if you've had a positive or negative reaction with them, uh, interaction with them before. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and a lot of um, doors may be opened or closed to you in the future Depending based on, on how you act. 100%. And you might not even know that it's happening, but it, it could be happening. Yep. And I thought, that's a really good point. He's probably put it more eloquently than us. Yes. Our play on it was, don't be a fuck. Just don't be a fuck with. <laughs> and then everything should go full circle. And exactly. people will look after you, looked after them without you knowing. Uh, it's a great thing. Yeah, and I think it really brought it home for us because when we were in the process of doing this, like, you know, everybody around us could see how stressed and yep. probably we were in way over our heads. We yes. had no idea what we were doing. Especially the last 48 hours. The last 48 hours. <laughs> but it's like we had, obviously, all the trades here working overtime. Yeah. And then, you know... Huge effort. It's like when you get the invoices in, because, again, when you, when you budget for a gym, <laughs> don't do what we did. Yeah. I think we thought... Somehow we thought like, oh, maybe we could do this for like fifty grand. And yeah, I think we're like fifty. The top would be sixty. Like yeah, the top would be sixty. Yeah. If you times that number by three, you're probably close to what we actually spent. Yeah, we outlaid a bit. We outlaid a bit of money. Um, and then there's so you know all these people are going above and beyond, and then just like charging us what they normally would, um, which like you know things like that you can never really repay. Yeah. Um, and there were people just coming down helping out. We just had friends, family, friends, family, whatever they could do. Um, um, yeah, so that was a, that was like literally for that for us though. Like, not only does it mean a lot, but it was also the difference between being able to open and not being able to open. And having that like, lunch. If we 100%. didn't have those people um, in no here, chance. like working their asses off, yeah, like doing twelve-hour days on the weekend painting, yeah, like no, yeah, it would have been ridiculous. And even like Rupert the Great Man, like on the night before we opened, he yep. was here till like eleven thirty at night. Yeah, <laughs> like just. Doing I, stuff. I remember. I think we, we cracked a beer at like midnight, <laughs> yeah. just to keep him there. Just to keep him there. <laughs> like, oh, we offer him a beer. He might, he stay, might stay and do it a bit longer. <laughs> oh, but it was all time. Um, and then the funniest thing is on the launch day, we obviously had to be on because you know everyone was coming and it was really overwhelming because it exceeded our expectations of. Yeah, I mean, I think the you know like when you're like when you're in high school or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. you have a party. Yeah, and then like, yeah. the party starts at like seven thirty. There's no one here. And it gets like seven twenty-five, and like, no one's coming. Like, what if no one comes? I'm gonna see the biggest yeah. loser. Times that by like a hundred, and yeah. that's probably how we felt. Like on Saturday morning, being like, "Well, who's gonna come?" Like, people have said they're gonna come, but you know, you don't know. This we yeah. could have put in all this work, and then just no one cares. Yeah, correct. Um, but it was amazing. Like people, obviously, who have you know with us at the moment and are loyal members. Um, but also people that we've, you know, coached in the past yeah. who were there just to support uh, us and, and, you know, what we've created. Uh, it was really uh, humbling. Yeah, it was really good just to see, you know, because, like, yeah, obviously uh, friends and family come, but then it's like, oh, yep, this person. And then you had people, like, we didn't do it probably as well as we should have in terms of, like, hey, <laughs> if you want to sign up for membership, like, here's yeah. a way to do it. Yeah, yeah, so 100%. people were just, like, walking around, like, hey, who do I speak to to sign up? But it's like, you know, people have told people. Yep. Um, so that was really good to see as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it was it was funny because there's one, which we'll put this up on our social as well. There was this one photo that pretty <laughs> oh, much no. represents what that six-week process was where we're with our partners and they are both eyes open, looking great for the camera. And then we've got, As they always do. There's Max and myself on the outside of it where 
we have pretty much got like the definition of bung eye, where my <laughs> eye, like eyes are hardly open. We're dead to the world. Um, and the, the whole thing was that that pretty much summed it up. Because I, I thought I knew what feeling tired and exhausted felt like. Yeah. Until we went through that. Yeah. Because it was like, I think for that last two week period, especially, like everyone was like, oh, I'm really worried. Like mum's like, I'm worried about you. My wife's like, I'm worried about yeah. you. And I'm like, I'm worried about me yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, 100%. Because we were doing, we would do like, not even like 12 hours doesn't even come close. We'd get here at like 6.37 in the morning. Yeah. And we'd be here till 10.30 at night as a minimum. Yep. And, you know, and we realized... Fun. This is a... <laughs> if you listeners think, what's the longest streak you've ever had going on Uber Eats? Because oh. we have got you covered. I think it was like 50-something days in a row yep. of Uber Eats. Um, where we basically just ate sitting on a concrete floor in a building site. Yep. Eating like one, two Uber Eats meals a day. Usually two Uber Eats meals a day as well. So we're not, these aren't like just like, oh, I'll get a little snack. <laughs> yeah, go treat myself. No. No. And I mean, it was just terrible. So I think at the start of January, I was like, oh no, I'm in, I'm in pretty good shape now. I'm training pretty well. It's good. And I was like 105-ish kilos or 106 kilos. And by that time, mid-February, I was like 101 kilos <laughs> and just like... Gaunt, <laughs> just yeah. looking awful. Well, I think I lost like eight, like I was the lightest I've ever been, and I was just like purely skinny fat. Like, let's be oh honest. yeah, that, there was no, it wasn't like oh yeah, this is good for shredding. It was like <laughs> no. no, no, no. It's like uh, your cortisol levels are sky high. Yeah, uh, there's no training stimulus, so to speak. So yeah, we're just gonna. Yeah. Oh, and just running on pure sort of adrenaline, caffeine, and oh yeah, my um energy drink addiction <laughs> really reached new heights. Oh my god, um, it just yeah it makes me nervous thinking about it now. But <laughs> would would you, would you change anything? I guess this is a good one. Would you do anything differently? Would you change anything? I think like in some ways, like you can look back and be like, oh, it'd be good if we did like X, Y, and Z yeah. differently. Yeah. But in other ways, it's like it's probably all part of. The learning process, yeah. Like, in some ways, I'm like, we probably did some things that we didn't need to do. Yeah. Like, you know, if we... And people would question it, and, like, rightfully so, because all the trades, um, or even people that, like, we were speaking to, mm. they've got our best interests at heart. So they'd be like, do you really need, like, this these vanities in the bathroom? Like, do you really need a feature mirror? Yes, like, in the female soul. It's like, yes, we do. <laughs> I want wall to wall. Do you need matte black tapware through the bathrooms? And it's like, no. And for us, well, we did it in spoiler alert. But um, it was more that I think we'd come from somewhere that was the complete opposite. And we were always so almost like embarrassed, but frustrated that, you know, the business wasn't willing to invest back onto uh, the facilities for the members to use. Um, yeah. Which I just don't think there's any excuse for that. And no. maybe we went too far on the other no. direction. Yeah, that's In it. terms of that, like creating this. But I mean, ultimately, um, I wouldn't change any of that. It just no, probably no. made it a bit more stressful at the time. Yeah. Because, I mean, we had this obviously idea in our head and we wanted to get as close to that as we possibly could without obviously exceeding yeah, um, it was like, budget and all that sort of stuff, yeah, but it, it just wasn't going to happen. It was yeah. like, even I remember, you know, like one of the things where we've worked previously was in summer, it would be hot as hell. Yeah. And the fans were terrible. And they yeah. didn't point down. Like, it made no sense. No. So, like, one of our big non-negotiables and the lights. So, yeah. we were like, we're going to spend a shitload of cash on yeah. brand new LEDs for the whole place. Yeah. Um, and then we're also going to put these, like, ridiculous fans. The more Industrial. powerful, the better. Yeah. 
to paint a picture, if you put these on full power, like you can't leave a drink bottle on the ground because it's blowing up. That's what we're working with. And uh, that was great. Like that day when we put them up, I'm like, yeah, fantastic. We're yeah, because you feel like, okay, this is different. Yeah. Like, we've actually done what we said we wanted to do. Yeah. And the same with a lot of it. Like even in the bathrooms where I'm like, I'm joking, like they're, they're nice. Like I was joking with my wife the other day where I'm like, the showers here are better than my shower at home. Like in terms of like water pressure and stuff. <laughs> I'm like, how good is this? Yeah. But it's like, well, that's kind of what we wanted it to be. Like we wanted it when we pick the location, it's like, if yep. somebody needs to go straight to work, they can. Like, we've kind of created and catered to that. That's it. And it's more than just the coaching service. So it's it, we want to create an experience um, and then have those little wow moments yeah. when they come through and, and just have it looking a certain way. Because um, that idea of perception is reality and yeah. and all that sort of stuff as well. 100%. And it's probably that thing, you know, like, how you do anything is how you do everything. Yeah. And it's like, yeah people that know us probably know like we're going to get really OCD about training and these fine details yes but then equally we're like super OCD that like the doorknobs wouldn't match the colour of the taps in the bathroom we're like it needs to match and it's so funny because once we obviously our logo colour is teal yeah there is now there's just like splashes of teal like whenever we saw something teal we're just like we need to have that yeah Um, we have to have teal everything and it just has to look congruent throughout so yeah no definitely um but it's it's allowed us to create what we wanted to create yeah and i mean i think the biggest thing for us is obviously covid's kind of stuffed it because we weren't haven't been able to like showcase it yeah definitely as much as we wanted to but really looking forward to to that thing like even you know it was good like having people come in like oh this looks great like it looks like a professional performance yeah and it's yeah. Like, because that's what it is yeah and it it was really awesome to see you know, people appreciating it and yeah. then sort of seeing the effort and that went into to making it, um, you know, look a certain way and how it is. And, um, you know, especially our biggest thing was, like we said, we wanted to make it sort of like a second home, but just a, a place where the community could come together. So, you know, we've got a space where our toilets and everything are, but above that what we call the hub zone where members can hang out, socialise, chill out, you know, this little kitchenette and all that sort of stuff, TV, um, you know, little foosball and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. At the end of the day, the, the members create the environment uh, or the culture of the environment. We just gave them a little bit of a framework to do that. Yeah, exactly. It was one of those things like anybody that's um, trained in a gym like this or has a gym like this, yes. you would know like people are just going to come and hang out. Not everybody. Some people yep. are going to rock up late and leave early. Um, but a lot of people as well, like they just enjoy being in the space. Yep. Um, so if people are going to come early and hang around, well, great. We're all for that but we don't want you to do it like sitting on the floor. It's like, no, we can create a space where if you want to hang around, talk shit, have a good time. Yeah. Fantastic. Like, do it. Grab a coffee. <laughs> we'll sit there and talk shit with you. 100% play uh, Super Nintendo with you as well. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's really, we just want to spend this episode just reminiscing. Just really. okay. And also, yeah, just covering some of those things because like we said, people wanted to hear um, about some of the things we've been up to. I mean, there's probably some stories that are not safe for work. So if you really, <laughs> yeah. if you really want to know those, uh, you can DM us. <laughs> message us privately. Uh, and we'll be happy to, to talk to you about those. Um, but yeah, overall, like really intense experience. Like that uh, January, February period, especially like, I don't ever want to do that again. No. But I'm glad we did it. 
hundred percent. Yeah. And I don't think I could have done it like you could have done it with anyone else or done it oh. on your own. Like that experience of it, you, you need to have. I think you need to have someone that um, you need to have someone you can like lean on and hundred percent have that support. And even all throughout COVID as well. Like yeah. If you were if you're a solo gym owner at the moment, Feel like you, those dark days, because it's we all have dark days. But it's like you just message the other person, and hopefully. Yep. You're not having a dark day on the same <laughs> day. No, but then you, you sort of bounce off each other and you can sort of lift each other a yeah, little bit. Yeah, correct. And you just feel, you know, you're like, okay, great. It's all okay. Yes. But even if that other person's having a, a dark day, it's sort of like, we're in this together. Yeah, correct. So it makes it better straight away. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Because, yeah, I mean, if you were trying to do that fit out by yourself, huh. that would have been terrible. Yeah. I would have ended up, like, divorced, most likely, <laughs> yeah. depressed. Like, I would, have been, I would have been awful to be yeah. around. So it wouldn't have been good. Yeah. Oh, well, I hope everyone's uh, enjoyed that, that little insight into a little bit more of what we've done. Um, and yeah, like I said, if there's any questions or you want us to dig a little bit deeper, please DM us. We'll be happy to share as much as possible. Uh, so we're going to have some guests coming on as well over the next few weeks, guys. So we'll post them up well in advance, but we've got some really good uh, and exciting content coming your way. So this will be the last one for a little while where it's just Carl and I talking just complete talking. nonsense. Hopefully you enjoyed some of that. <laughs> We'll see you next time, guys. Thank you for tuning in to the Performance Hub Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to see more Hub-related material, check us out and follow us on Facebook. The Performance Hub. Instagram. Performance Hub underscore Melbourne. Until next time, keep pushing the limits of human performance.